there's a battle going on in America that I truly didn't want any part of. You know, I have the theory that you can only effectively fight one or two battles at the same time. You you can't fight five battles or ten battles. You can care about five or ten things, but you can't fight in five or ten fights simultaneously. And Republicans are framing a battle against what they say is critical race theory. But what Republicans are actually fighting against very, very effectively is just the honest teaching of American history, of black history, the truth of this country. And it's a real problem. I'm going to unpack and explain what's starting to really concern me about where this is going. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. All over the United States, Republicans and and even moderate Democrats or it's best to say moderate white people. okay, Republicans and into moderate whites who are swing voters in the sense that they will vote for a moderate Democrat or they will vote Republican. Are successfully fighting all over the country to ban what they are calling critical race theory. But critical race theory is actually a much more complex concept. It's not what white people are effectively banning across the country. It is is not what they're banning. They are banning the prevalence and teaching of black history, the truth of black history, and to go up from 1,000 feet above the issue to 30,000 feet above the issue. What they are really banning is just the honest teaching of American history. Black history is American history, but it's deeper than just that. They are just banning the honest, critical, thoughtful, earnest teaching of American history, which is simultaneously a very ugly and beautiful story all at the same time. And it's it's a problem. And we talked about this because of a law that's being proposed in Florida. We talked about this about a month ago. A law that was basically banning making white people uncomfortable, like explicitly, that it would be against policy in Florida for white people to be made uncomfortable in classrooms and in other places. And here's here's the reality. I said a month ago, hold on, I think that's actually dangerous because the root of Jim Crow, the root of bigotry and racism in the 1900s in America is White people say they're uncomfortable drinking from the same water fountain as black people. So white people get a good fountain. Black people get a separate fountain. White people uncomfortable entering through the same door, sitting in the same section. 
White people are uncomfortable sitting in the back of the bus. White people now want you to sit in the balcony of, of a theater. This is the root of Jim Crow. This is what white comfort was at the root of one of the ugliest periods in American history. And so when we see in 2022, white comfort begin to be legislated, it is a very dangerous thing. Now, what I was doing, this is my honest reflection. What I was doing is saying like, listen, I'm irritated by all of this, but I don't have time for it because I'm, I'm fighting a thousand battles all within the fight against mass incarceration and police brutality. Like I am up to my eyeballs in fighting against police violence and mass incarceration and racial injustice. And so my hope was other people can fight against critical race theory and, uh, and the battles there. I'm irritated by it all, but I don't have time for it. But this thing has started to spiral out of control. Because school districts across America, cities, counties, and states across America, governors now across America are campaigning and saying, vote for me, I will ban critical race theory. And when it trickles down to the school system, you're not having to say, hey, students, we're teaching you critical race theory today. What we are now seeing is the elimination of people teaching about black history, huge scrutiny on black history, the truth of black history, and a huge level of scrutiny and opposition and challenge to just the truthful telling of American history. American history at its root, listen to me, is exploitative. It's an exploitative story from when white people first got to this place, which had already been here operating with systems of governments and, and, and language and culture. Indigenous Americans had been here for thousands of years. And when white people got here, they were violent and exploitative and abusive and oppressive from the jump. And it was genocide against Native Americans, indigenous Americans right away, wiping out tens of millions of indigenous people, stealing their lands, oppressing them in every horrible way imaginable, then forcing tens of millions of stolen Africans, enslaved Africans to then build this country. This country was not built on liberty. It was not built on freedom. It was built on oppression and exploitation. That's an honest telling. We can then talk within that framework of exploitation and oppression. Was George Washington a brilliant master of the system of uh, systems of exploitation and oppression? Okay, yeah, he was good at it. Again, this is a man who owned hundreds of people. Was Thomas Jefferson a master of these gross, violent systems of exploitation and oppression? Yep. 
Do I have a problem with those men? Absolutely. They owned and abused human beings. And what this ban on what conservatives are calling critical race theory really is, is a ban on telling the truth about this country. And I'll, I'll conclude with a simple thought. What really, really concerns me is it's one thing with like 1A, 1B. These things are being banned in states with the highest percentage of African-Americans. You know, states where states throughout the South with a large black population, but Republican control are where a lot of this stuff is being banned. And so African-American students are going to pay an enormous price for this new push to ban the truthful telling of American history, of black history. The, the second part of that, so the first part is black students are paying an enormous price because it's in the Deep South with states that have 20, 30, nearly 40 percent African-Americans, it's those states where these laws are being passed. But the 1B of this is I am am gravely concerned at the precedent that's being set right now. And it is precedent because these laws and policies, they are passing. And in essence, it's all about white comfort. It's about white people not wanting a truthful telling of history, of education that makes them even moderately uncomfortable. And when we begin to legislate white comfort, it's, a, it's already dangerous. We're not going somewhere dangerous. We're already there. Listen, I've got to run. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm concerned about this. Listen, if you're not yet a member of the North Star, we need you to go to the northstar.com, become a member today, support this podcast, support our writing. We've had so many brilliant articles written and shared this week at the northstar.com. Go there, read them, share them, become a member today. You can join for as little as eight bucks. You can cancel at any time, but your membership makes a difference. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. See you back on Monday. Break it down. What's up, North Star family? This is Donnie Rose, and I'm excited to let y'all know about the Word Life Podcast, the latest podcast in the North Star Network that I'm hosting. Each week on Word Life, I will be exploring the intersections of literary art, music, politics, and revolution, and unpacking the messaging, lyrics, and themes of poetry and music, both classic and contemporary, that function as the heartbeat, baseline, and bottom line for radical change. Be sure to check out episodes of Word Life, dropping every Thursday wherever you enjoy podcasts. And let us know your thoughts. Peace, creativity, and revolution. Word.